This edition will cover antiphospholipid antibody syndrome. This is a syndrome of vascular thrombi or recurrent spontaneous abortions associated with laboratory evidence of autoantibody against phospholipids. An antiphospholipid antibody, antiphospholipid antibodies, I'm sorry, are present in up to 5% of the general population, but the vast majority are transient and clinically insignificant. So, how would you diagnose a case of antiphospholipid antibody syndrome? Well, diagnosis requires a clinical event and antiphospholipid antibody presence. Clinical characteristics are venous and or atrial thrombi, thrombocytopenia, levito reticularis, recurrent spontaneous abortions, and the presence of antiphospholipid antibodies. This can include a variety of autoantibodies, but only one need be present. There are some several keys here. First, you can look at lupus anticoagulant. A clue to this may be prolonged PTT, and can be confirmed with a mixing study and a Russell Viper venom test. Second, you can look to anti-cardiolipin antibodies, or the presence of those antibodies. And finally, you can look for several other indicators, such as anti-beta-2 glycoprotein 1, a false positive for VDRL, or antiphosphatidylserine. So, how do you treat the condition? Well, there are four different types of medication here, and the medication that you order is going to depend on the pros and cons um, that are associated with the particular patient. And I'm going to give you the pros and cons for ordering the medication shortly. So the first medication that we're going to be looking at is UFH. And the pro here for that medication is that it has a short half-life and can turn off quickly if the patient bleeds. But it is falling out of favor but and still appropriate for acute coronary syndromes, cardiopulmonary bypass, acute thrombotic events, mechanic heart valves, and anticoagulation and renal failure. The cons of UFH are that it requires continuous IV infusion, there's a risk of heparin-induced thrombocytopenia, and long-term use is associated with osteoporosis. The second medication that you could order is low molecular heparin, uh, weighted heparin, I'm sorry, low molecular weighted heparin, or LMWH. The pros here is that there are no, there's no need to monitor PTT because dosing is weight-based. But there are several cons. First, it requires injection. Uh, second, it's not reversible with protamine. And third, excretion is impaired in renal failure. Warfarin is the third medication that you could order. And the primary pro here is that it's taken orally. But again, just like, or just as was the case with LMWH, there are several cons. Warfarin is to tetragenic. There are many drug interactions. Warfarin can cause skin necroses. And the slow-to-reach therapeutic effect requiring added UFH or LMWH when starting for acute clots. The final medication that you could order for antiphospholipid antibody syndrome is direct thrombin inhibitors, or are direct thrombin inhibitors. Sorry, you got to watch those verbs. Uh, and the problem here is that it's used for coagulation in patients with heparin-induced thrombocytopenia. And the primary con is that it's irreversible thrombin it, it, it's an irreversible thrombin inhibitor requiring continuous IV infusion. And that covers this short and sweet session on antiphospholipid antibody syndrome.